Hey everyone, Matt Johnson here. Before we get into the latest episode, I want to mention the Certified Listing Agent course from Pat Hyben's Rebus University. Our own Jeff Cohn is one of the featured agents in the course. Jeff and seven other top agents sat down with Pat and went through their entire listing presentation start to finish and gave all their best tips and tactics. These are the guys closing 85% or more of their listing appointments. So if you're looking to up your game or you just want extremely high quality training material for your team, check out the Certified Listing Agent course at rebusuniversity.com. Just use Jeff Jeff's last name, Cone, C-O-H-N, at checkout to get a hundred bucks off. Thanks so much and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market, featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Matt Johnson. We're back with another edition of the Team Building Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a special guest with us today and we're going to talk about how to turn a community team into a real company team, uh, including how to manage teams of VAs that are scrubbing your leads and how to make them successful and an integrated part of the team, as well as how to oversee agents when they're spread across multiple offices, and in this case, islands. Uh, so this is going to be a really interesting conversation. Our special guest today is Kristen Counter, and uh, Kristen, just want to welcome you to the show. Thanks so much. Hello. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome, really high-level conversation. So, if anybody is listening and you're in the position of having to uh, manage and coach and motivate agents, uh, this is the episode for you because we're going to talk about how to do that both in person and remotely and and how to turn kind of a scattered team of VAs and buyers agents and admin staff and all this stuff into uh, a real cohesive whole, which is very very difficult to do. And we'll talk about some of the ways that Kristen does that, including morning huddles and uh, and phone check-ins and trainings and how she runs the VA team and how that fits into the whole thing and all that good stuff. So we've got a lot of stuff to get to. But uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, especially if you're watching the replay, make sure to hit subscribe so you get the future videos. And then if you are listening to the audio version, you like that format, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and uh, subscribe there. And so uh, so Kristen, for those that don't know you, uh, and I didn't before I was introduced by, by a mutual friend uh, over at Boomtown, Sure. Uh, so give us a little bit of background on yourself and the role that you play for the team and, and what, where the team is at. Absolutely, yeah. Born and raised here in Hawaii. Uh, one of the lucky ones, I would say, that gets to live here and grew up here. And when I came back after college, I just really felt a passion for helping people find their homes here. It's not an easy place to buy. It's one of the most expensive markets in the country. And having uh, the ability to help people do that is, is really a joy. So I got started in it. And right at the time when Boomtown was getting big, internet leads were really flourishing, and um, our company was uh, Elite Pacific Properties was really on the forefront of that, uh, subscribing to Boomtown, doing Craigslist advertising, doing pay-per-click advertising, and they gave us the opportunity to take those leads and run with them. And it started off a little bit informal. A couple of us really got into best practices, and over the years, it's grown to the part where it requires full management and it's a significant part of the company's bottom line. So uh, after a few years of just being an agent doing internet leads on my own, I took the next step up and said, hey, let's make this a team. Let's make this 
something that um, we can systematize and grow and really have a lot of agents who are very successful under it. And it's been almost a year since I did that. And um, right now we've got 13 agents across four different islands, as well as five virtual assistants in the Philippines and looking at hiring about three more right now. Very, very cool. All right, so so take me back. Uh, like you said, it was, it's was it been a year since you stepped into the role. So when you stepped in, what did the team look like there? Like, have you added a lot of those agents just since you've been there, or did you step in and take over kind of a pre-existing group? Uh, hybrid, actually. So there were agents across our islands participating and taking the leads that were being generated. And what I did is I said, this is going to be an exclusive team, and you're going to have accountability. And you're going to be really successful with it. So we had an application process for agents already in the company and we did interviews and we found the right people that were going to be able to take care of these leads the way that we know that they need to be and started the team a little bit smaller actually than the group that had already existed and uh, really gave them a focus and a drive to take care of the leads and to close more sales instead of having a wider group of people just sort of doing it haphazardly. Yeah, yeah, and I've interviewed people that do it, and, and some people can do it, uh, un, they can do it successfully, and, and it works for them, uh, but it's definitely a different team model, and a lot of those, uh, the ones that i found that are successful have kind of a real small nucleus of people that they count on, and then they just have a wider group of people that just kind of receive the leads, and if they work them great, and if they, you know, they'll, they'll help coach and consult with them and stuff like that. But if they don't work the leads properly, they're not really losing anything. It's only maybe not gaining quite as much. Uh, so it's 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 definitely it's um it's hard to make that work, and you lose a lot of the accountability and stuff like that. So I'm curious, like when you made that transition, mm -hmm. did you guys sit down with like your team leader and figure out what was your profile for the ideal person you wanted on the team, and what what does that look like for you guys? Absolutely, yeah. So we really wanted to find people, anyone can catch the low hanging fruit with internet leads. Anyone can make a couple of calls and, and maybe sell something, but to do it successfully, to do the volume that we want to do, our goal for agents is to sell $10 million a year each in internet leads. And it has to be the primary focus of their day-to-day -day tasks. So uh, one of the challenges with our company is that we're a luxury company, we're a high-end company, and a lot of the top producing agents don't need care or want the internet leads because they know the work that it goes that goes into converting them. They're referral-based, and that's the way they operate, and they're excellent yeah, yeah. at it. So um, the profile that really worked for us is uh, an agent who maybe is newer in the business, um, very typical of a buyer agent in general. Yeah typically a little bit newer in the business or has made a career change into real estate and doesn't necessarily have their uh, sphere of influence established yet. Um, it's really tricky. The high I personalities, the interactor personalities, the social people are great buyers agents, um, but we need to help them with their accountability a little bit. So a great uh, interactor with a little bit of discipline tends to be uh, the best profile for us. And uh, at our company, it's all about a positive attitude regardless. So um, they have to have the opinion that whoever they talk to, whichever lead comes across their way, that it's an opportunity and that they're happy about it. We don't have anyone on our team that complains about any leads being good or bad or they all suck. You know, Everyone sees it as an opportunity. And I'd say that that's one of the key factors 
in um, the success and the type of atmosphere that we have with the team. And those were the key factors that we really considered when pulling these people together. And we made it feel like an honor and a privilege to be on the team and that it is exclusive. We had a large number of people working them to begin with and we trimmed down to 13. And now I'm at the point where people are joining our company just to be on the team. And I say, you know what, you have to go through the process. You have to prove that you can do it. And so now it's this feeling of, ooh, we want to be part of it. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So you so shrink to grow, essentially. So you started off with a, a larger list of people that were just taking leads. Then you narrow that down, kind of apply some profiling and some interviews, and then get them really signed on uh, and pick the right people. And then now you're able to grow, and they're coming into an existing culture where everybody's kind of running that same system, and they know what's expected of them when they come in, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I like it. All right. So talk to me about uh, like what, what are the morning huddles and, and how do those go in terms of connecting with all the agents that are spread out across multiple islands and, and what are right. you covering in those huddles? Yeah. So uh, like I said, we've got 13 agents right now across four different islands. So meeting physically and even some of the islands, there's several offices. Um, so it's hard for everyone to be in one place. So we do morning huddles. And that includes the agents and my virtual assistant team in the Philippines. And we keep it short. We keep it brief. Um, we do. We hit a lot of the successes. So what's new and exciting? Um, everyone, every time, has something new and exciting to share. And it just builds. It gets you excited. We do it first thing in the morning. So it gets you excited when you have to go and make those calls. Good things are happening to everyone. And good things can happen to me. And I just have to make that happen. So we always start off with successes. Um, we go through challenges, what happened, any escrows fall apart, why. And I feel that with all of us in collaboration, sometimes we've prevented escrows from falling out because somebody had a good idea or somebody had a solution that we could um, really quickly go over and say, have you tried this? Did you do this? Did you call that person? And uh, it tends to be really collaborative in that sense. We also um, build in role plays. And uh, mostly I do the role plays with my virtual assistant team, but we do Google Hangout role plays with the um, agent team as well. And that's an opportunity for them to practice not only their initial call scripts, but buyer consultations, objection handlers, showing scripts, um, anything that they're feeling a particular challenge with. And we'll go over that. And if we do it as a group, you get a lot of feedback and, and you get to hear what other people say and do in order to overcome those same objections. So successes, challenges, role play, um, those are the three key components to our, to our meetings. Okay. All right. So how do you hold the, like the buyer's agents that are far flung, they're working in multiple offices and, and you said a lot of them are like used to working luxury and referrals, like, you know, Boomtown leads are a world apart from that and, and lower price points and things like that, probably closer to whatever average is for, for you. Yeah. So, so I'm curious about that. So number one, what, what is the average price out there? And then uh, talk to me about like what what is the requirement that you put on them that you feel like that is the best kind of lead follow-up system that they're supposed to be following? Sure. So uh, the first part is the group that I have is really the group that's working to become that next tier agent. So they're not quite yet at that luxury referral-based mm. network. Um, gotcha. they're, they're working on getting there. So they're hungry and motivated. 
good, our good. average our average price per transaction of, it varies across the state and by island. But here on the island that I'm on, on Oahu, it's um, almost eight hundred thousand, and uh, our Oahu team is right at that mark. We've had sales up to four million from Boomtown, so they exist. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, it's exciting for that agent, absolutely. Yeah. So, so it exists, and basically across the board and across all islands, our team ends up right at the average for their island in terms of sales price once the, the year is over. So they're doing a, a great job. They're not just taking low leads, um, not just low prices. They get a really wide spectrum. Um, and, and you mentioned that your goal for each of them is to do 10 million volume off the internet lease. Do you have uh, overall goals for them, or, and and how are you helping them like develop outside of that to get them to the, that next level? Absolutely. So, the goal for each and every one of them is they each have their goals for the year, and and the internet leads are a, a big part of that. Typically, it should make up about 75 percent of their total volume uh, for the year, and um, by the internet leads are really just best practices of real estate in general is my philosophy if you can it's time blocking it's making setting aside the time for your phone calls setting aside the time for your appointments so i'm just having them do all the things that a great successful agent should do and hopefully those practices carry over for the time when they are no longer needing these these leads so when we're doing, when we're coaching, when we're doing follow-ups, when we're doing scripts, when we're doing um, time blocking for your phone calls, those are all things that a successful agent is going to be doing regardless of their, where their leads are coming from. It's just those agents are getting it through their sphere of influence, past business, and referral base. These agents, once they get to that point, by doing large volume of internet leads, they're going to start to get referrals. They're going to start to get sphere of influence. They're going to start to build and mushroom their business based on that. And they're going to have the tools in order to be able to manage that and really grow it because they know that they have to sit down and they have to call their past clients. They know that they have to block the time to do all these things. So their accountability on a high level doing this is just going to transfer over to when they're ready to take it to the next step and, and, get their business all on their own, they're going to set that time aside to do all the follow-up and the lead generation that they need. And that's going to make them really successful. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. So essentially what you're saying is, look, in order to join our team, here are our requirements and here's the tools, the leads and all the resources and support that we give you to do that. And then you tell us you know, when you're really ready to make the jump and we'll help you get there and supplement that with other forms of follow-up and prospecting and database and things like that to like double their production essentially, right? Yeah, we're, okay. the, the company as a whole is very big on best practices. Um, the company gives great training on how to really time manage, uh, set goals, be accountable. And so everything that we're doing on my team is just a subset of that in a slightly different way. And when you're able to do those best practices, you're able to take your business anywhere you want it to go because you're setting a time, aside the time and you're growing the skills that you need to be able to do it. So in general, best practices always win. 
Gotcha. And, and just out of curiosity, so on the, like let's say someone wants to make that, that leap and they want to supplement what they're doing with internet lead conversion with developing their own business or maybe just, you know, doing a better job of turning their previous sales if they're three or four years into the business into their next round of, uh, of clients. Do you guys pay that at a different split to the team versus a lead that was directly generated like off of a platform like Boomtown? Yeah, great question. So our team split is different from um, if you have your own generated leads. So the team that I work with, um, here's what happens. We, we generate about 1,600 leads a month statewide right now. All of those leads go to our scrubbing team in the Philippines who does scrub the leads for them. They're getting warm to hot leads transferred to them. And so by the time we've generated the leads, paid for that, scrubbed the leads, paid for that, gotten them into the system and connected to the agent, that's a lot of upfront work and we're giving yeah, them is. these leads. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. And, and, and we found that we did it the other way where agents were taking all the leads and making all the calls. And if you're managing that much volume, there's a breaking point somewhere. So having a yeah. team that's solely dedicated to lead call, at least the initial ones, um, is really important to us. So um, in order uh, to get these leads, there is a 30% referral fee to the company prior to the company splits. And company splits are tiered based on um, your gross income for the year. So off the top of your gross commission, we take 30%, and then there's a company split after that. Uh, agents feel that the 30% is completely worth it. That's a standard referral fee here. So it would be just as if yeah. somebody said, here's a client, will you pay me a referral on it? Yeah, that makes total sense. In the same way um, in that regard. So the company does make a higher commission split off of it, but obviously the cost uh, for everything that we do to get and generate and scrub those leads is quite high. Yeah, yeah, and I was as you were talking through the numbers. Um, so just to to give people a comparison um, for what we do in our our team in Omaha. So each lead, each agent has like a day of the month that they do uh, you know Boomtown duty essentially where they're taking the inbound uh, leads, and it works out to about thirty to forty a month. And uh, so over the years of experimentation, Jeff has kind of tried to tweak that and give them more, give them less, whatever, and found that that 30 to 40 range for their market is about all that they can handle with the agents doing the follow-up. And then the way that we use our, our VAs to, to scrub the leads is on the back end. So while, while they're doing their desk duty and taking new inbound calls, they can tell the VA, hey, I want you to go back and scrub all my, all my leads from the previous, you know, the previous month or like all the, sub, the stuff that they have in the process kind of in the hopper. Or they can have them, you know, go after FISBOs expires, different things like that. They can have them do some prospecting as well. But essentially the VA has kind of come along on the backside because you're right. I mean, it's, if, if, if I'm understanding the numbers correctly, you're generating 1,600 leads a month. That's well over 100 leads per agent. That's that's more than one agent can keep up with. So you're using it's, it's the team of five yeah. to do like the initial reach out, like pre-qualify, get all the Mickey Mouse's kind of like out of the system, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. And so the agents are being handed somebody that said what? Like they're, they're interested, they have a reasonable time frame, and they're willing to speak to with an agent now, essentially, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the couple of criteria that we use, the virtual assistant team is phenomenal. It really, they work so hard. Um, they're really a great team of people that we have um, scrubbing these leads. And sometimes the contacts are like, 
they get they they really like them and and but they're the customer care division and that's what they come across as we're here as your customer care associate and we're just making sure that you're getting all the information that you need from our website or if you have any additional questions that uh, we could get answered for you and the types of leads so yes we get rid of all the people who never ever pick up the phone who never open an email so we can see if people are opening emails who we've called 10 times and never connected to. We get rid of the Mickey Mouses and all the junk. Um, but just because they get a live body does not mean that they're sending it to um, one of our agents because here in Hawaii, we're a resort market, we're a destination market. We get a lot of people who say, oh, I plan on retiring here. Oh, we'd love to have a vacation home here. So there's a lot of extra fluff that we deal with on top of just invalid leads. Yeah. So we're not going to bother our agents with that either. So the criteria for um, getting a lead into the hands of an agent is one, are they going to be here on island? Are they going to be here on vacation and express an interest in a vacation home? If so, then yes, if we want an agent to meet them, do a buyer consultation with them and be now be their agent here on island for whenever they do decide to buy, whether that's one year, two years or three years out we need to be established as their go-to person here. If they leave and we haven't met with them, they're gonna join five more websites before they come back again. Right. But if they come here and meet with us, they're gonna be, we're gonna be the ones that they use. So um, that's the first criteria. Are they gonna be here and will they meet with an agent? If so, great, we're gonna connect you to our agent. Um, second criteria is basically between one and six months out from buying. Uh, needs real financial qualifications. So speaking to a lender, our preferred lenders, um, those leads will get uh, moved out to our agent teams so that they can really dial in on that person's specific needs, financial um, ability, or um, any qualification that needs to happen. Within six months, you need to be more hands-on and be able to give them the information they need as a licensed agent. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So tell me a little bit more about the VA team and how that yeah. came to be. Like, did that exist before you came into the picture? Like, and how did you find those people? Is what I'm especially. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. It's uh, we had one VA that I had hired um to start, and he's still Julian. He's with me. Um, our company located here in Hawaii. We. I think are fortunate to be able to use them, I think pretty aggressively. So we had already had a lot of virtual assistants like in our marketing department, um, working for the company. And we used a source called onlinejobs.ph. It's just you subscribe and you pay and you post. And that's how I found my first assistant. Um, and I didn't really know what I was doing with him to start. I didn't know how to formalize it and to teach him in my head, I thought, oh my gosh, here's somebody in the Philippines. He's never been to Hawaii. He doesn't know what real estate is. His English is great. And that's basically the defining criteria that I wanted for my virtual assistant is your English needs to be great. You're talking to our clients who will be anywhere from $500,000 to multi-million dollar buyers and you need to sound really good. So that's since then, that's still the main criteria I use when hiring. How is your gotcha. English? What do you sound like? And from there, we can teach somebody pretty much anything with enough time. So he, it took me a while to figure out what to do and how to use him and to train him. But basically, once I got over the fact that he's not here and he doesn't know anything about real estate, 
I said, you know what, just treat him as if he were sitting right next to me. What would I need to tell him? What if he were a new person to our team right here in the office? How would I train him? And when I made that switch to just thinking of it as though he were sitting next to me, what would we need to do? That made all the difference. So we can train and teach people if they're motivated and if they want to do it, we can coach them on anything. That's, that's what we do. That's our job. And so that's basically it. I, I sit down, we do role plays, we do um, follow-ups, we do monthly calls where we go through their accounts and see what's happening, what's, what's good, what's bad. And I just treat them as if they were here. And, um, and I think that they respect and, and like that a lot. They're not treated as if they're just somewhere else and you coach them for a few days and you forget about them. We're coaching multiple days a week with together. Very, very cool. And because you said they're on your morning huddles as well, right? Yeah. The agents have great lines of communication to them. They, almost, they feel like they know each other. Um, and they do because we spend so much online time together that they really feel like they they know each other and it feels like they're present here with us uh, most of the time so good english skills and a commitment to training and patience um teaching the lp mama script is brutal to begin with and it, <laughs> oh my gosh it's brutal but they really really practice hard and they want to they they want to succeed and they want to do well for you and that's been the key to our success is motivation and um really just respect i think gotcha very very cool yeah and that leads into the probably the last thing that i'd like to cover with you is i'm really curious so in addition to the morning huddles is there anything else that you do to really bring people together at, and establish that culture within the team because i mean it's got to be very very difficult you've got people all across the place yes yeah, so i do make trips to our offices quarterly so that I am having an actual physical presence, spend a full day together, um, typically have a, a, an agenda of some sort, but also just free time of talking, a lunch, um, to connect and just see, hey, what's actually going on? I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one phone calls too. So if we're having our huddles and I hear something that's sounding like uh, she's having a hard time, something is up. You know, Sometimes you can tell something is up with somebody based on just their tone and, and what's happening. So to just pick up the phone and say, hey, what's going on? Can I help with that? Um, sometimes it, that's really all it takes is, is really paying attention and being sensitive to um, what's happening. And so the huddles to me are a great way to key in and to hear what's going on. And lots of times you can see if there's a problem that they're not saying just, just in that and you can, and I do follow up calls um, to just check in and make sure everyone's doing okay. So lots of time on the phone, um, really communicating and and working out specific problems with agents. Um, what, what's going on? Sometimes they just feel like they're not performing well enough, and we go and we dig in and we say, well, what what's been going on? And they had a couple escrows fall out, and why did they fall out? And digging through that and figuring out some solutions and getting back on track. So lots of times it's just about getting back on track. What do we need to do next? Gotcha. And what's, uh, are you guys doing, you know, group events for everybody where they all come to you on a regular basis? No, unfortunately not. Um, the cost of that would be pretty prohibitive mm -hmm. right now. Um, we do get a lot of, uh, FaceTime during our quarterlies and, um, they're just a great group and in general they collaborate 
just remotely really well and we have a good um, rapport as a group uh, when we're in our huddles and things like that. So it is nice to get real actual FaceTime with people, but um, we don't have we, we, we don't have that ability here. So we, we do what we can. And um, I think a lot of it goes back to hiring the right people who you know are proactive, who have the great attitude and who are really happy to be getting the opportunity to do what they're doing here. Um, these are agents who sold maybe one or two million last year who are gonna be selling eight to 10 this year. They're happy. They're really motivated. <laughs> they're really, right. they're really, they really want to just keep doing well. And if cool. we can help them do that, that's really exciting for me. Well, let me ask you this, kind of off, not off topic, but out of the blue a little bit. Um, have you ever? I don't know how how deeply you dig into like the personality assessments, because you mentioned like the high I, and and so yeah. you know like the disc profile assessment. Right. Do you get into the values at all and, and look for agents that? like have that high autonomy or high freedom as a value and, and kind of narrow it down to people that you know would prefer to work independently or does real estate just kind of self-select and just attract enough of those people that you don't really have to worry about it? I've, I've never gone beyond the standard disc profile test with um, the hiring of the agents. However, I guess in a way we have identified those people based on um, past performance, their willingness to do certain things. Um, you can tell when we're interviewing people what steps they've taken on their own to before in the past to get good at what they're doing. Yeah. So the people That's on my point. team are people who have gone and done um, continuing education on their own or signed up for coaching on their own or read books and, and really were looking for ways to increase and improve their business and not just hoping something would happen by passing out business cards. So the people that I have are people who already in some level showed that they were working really hard towards figuring something out. And um, I think that's the group that we have is a group that was making steps to, um, to really succeed. So now when we're going and we're asking you know, new agents who agents with the company want to be on the team because they've seen the success. And I asked them, well, what have they done? Have you been using Bloomtown? Have you been using? No, we haven't. Well, show a little bit of effort in learning the system and wanting to really perform because that's the type of person that we're going to take. Don't just come and call because you see that they're doing good. Well, they're doing good for a very specific reason. They're working hard. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and going to motivate them to work hard, uh, are you sitting down with each of them and kind of helping them figure out what their individual goals are and building the team goals off of that? Or do you guys set a team goal and then figure out how you can get the agents to meet those numbers? A little bit of both, actually. So, as a, like I said, as a company, we're very um, driven in terms of best practices and, and structure. So every year, our, we actually have a VP of brokerage who um, helps agents with their uh, goal planning. We have a really great system um, already in place that they can use to set their overall goals. And the people on my team, we're going to work together because most of their goals is going to come from the leads that we drive. So if they're saying, I want to do $10 million, well, here's what we need to get you in order to do that. Um, and if they say, I want to do 10 million in Boomtown and five in referral, great. How are we going to do that? How are you going to structure your time? How are you going to make the calls that you need to do to do that? So I just met with one of our agents the other day and he's doing phenomenal with the group. 
and I started talking to him. I said, hey, you know, at this point, you should be getting more referrals and things like that. He said, I've never even asked somebody for a Zillow review. I've never sent. I said, okay, well, <laughs> let's schedule some time, block out some time. And I sent, I, I, I have a, an email that I send out to all my past clients. And I said, he's great on the phone. So I said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to schedule a block of time. You're going to call all your past clients from this year or however long. You're going to call every single one of them, connect, ask how they're doing, what's new. And hey, by the way, what I'd love for you to do for me, just a very small thing, five minutes, is just do a Zillow review. I'm going to send you the link. And um, I'd love for you to fill that out. Or alternatively, ask if they know anyone who needs their help. So as much as I would love him to focus every ounce of his energy on the business that we're giving him, really at my heart, I want him to take advantage of his past sales, leverage those, and, and turn that into business of his own. Um, so that was something that we talked about just yesterday. I said, take time, reconnect talk to these people and get referrals, get reviews and move your business along in that way as well. So the goal yeah. is to let them fly at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that, that is the struggle, right? As a, as a team leader and, and Jeff has talked a lot about this in terms of providing value for your agents. Like you have to, you have to give them the opportunity to be you for the ones that want it. Not everybody will, but for the ones that do, you have to provide that opportunity and, um, yeah. Uh, and give more value to them and sometimes that means enabling them to not need your help as much or need your leads or, or the support structure or whatever what have you but it's yeah. um, what yeah. the interesting thing is that, that that's going to make it easier to attract agents down the line so I think in the end doing what's best for the agents ends up being yep. what's best for the team even though it feels like in the short term your commission percentage of what their deals might drop but if you have such a great reputation in the real estate community because your agents are becoming more and more successful like that will attract people like flies to your team yeah. and uh, so like yeah so like our our team in Omaha uh, once this the systems really got in place has had almost zero turnover in terms of people that we w wanted to stay leaving uh, the only people that have left in the last couple of years were people that we were okay with them leaving uh, or were politely asked to leave uh, <laughs> you know, depending on the case but uh, but that's been it's been that's a really cool process to watch like yeah. helping people get what they want and then in the process you get what you want so I'm curious I just bought like what the next step is for for you and the team and I'm really curious about like yeah. just in your role and in the position in your, in your day to day like what's your biggest challenge what's the toughest part of your role motivating agents and building like this community team well the next step is to grow so this was my first year and I've kept the team more or less the same size this whole year haven't actually added to lead generation. Lead generation we had going on. We just didn't have the team, the people, the systems, the VAs. We didn't have any of that really in place yet. So in terms of size, and, and we've stayed the same this entire year. So at the start of the call, I mentioned that I am looking for up to three new virtual assistants to train. Um, here's, here's a pro tip. Hire VAs in groups. Um, it's easier to uh -huh. train three at once and one at a time constantly. So even if you don't have the need for three, maybe you have the need for one and one part-time, hire three because if your goal is to grow, you're going to need three and you might as well train them all at once. So um, 
I so like the next, it. yeah, the next step is to um, get get a couple more in place so that we can handle more volume, move on to more of a seller suite. So we've been focusing on buyer leads right now, get one or two trained um, FISBOs, um, defaults, um, really, really kind of honing in those skills so that we can pull out a seller suite, grow that, add agents to that. So really pushing forward to a growth phase. Um, this phase was really establishment, um, just figuring it out. <laughs> and uh, we're, we'll move into a growth phase next. Very, very cool. Okay. Uh, so for people that are in your same position, or at least the position where they're motivating agents on a day-to-day -day basis, especially if they're building a team, uh, has there been any like, resources that have been helpful to you, books, uh, seminars, any particular coaches, advice, anything like that? Yes. actually. Um, Owner of our company is fantastic. I have month, uh, daily calls with him. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, weekly calls with him every Monday, um, both in terms of, of what's happening next with the overall business, um, what's happening with uh, the agents and really helping not stay static in that. Um, we read a lot, um, lots of podcasts, um, a lot of, we just constantly, constantly kind of adding to it. Um, but motivation seems to come easy for us. I don't, I, we don't, I, it could just be the dynamic. It could be the type of people. I think it's the type of people that we hire as a brokerage, but motivation has not ever really been a challenge for my team, my, myself and, and our group. Um, super excited to be doing what we're doing, feeling blessed to be able to do it. And um, that's never been the challenge for us um, here is staying motivated. Interesting. Very, I don't think cool. that answers your question, though. <laughs> well, no, that's all right. As far as the resources and things like that, that's great. I mean, it's, it helps to, I mean, you as the, as the person coaching the agents, it need that, like somebody else's input and somebody you can go to with specific situations and then somebody just to give you like the big picture and somebody that's not yeah. in the trenches every day to, to help with that. So that, that's a big thing. And then books and podcasts, I know people are, are um, uh, that's a great, great resource. I know people that are coming in, like some of the operations managers especially that we've interviewed are, are either relatively new to the business in terms of being an agent and then step up into that role like you did, or they might have even come out from completely outside the industry. I mean, one of the top, uh, uh, like the guy, Michael Walters, that was the very first operations episode we did, he was three months into running the operations for Utah's number one team, and he came from running a big box retail store for 20 years. He literally had no real estate experience. Yep. Uh, so I, I think that's, um, you know, diving into uh, podcast interviews with mega agents is probably one of the fastest ways for someone like that to get up to speed, because you hear the people talking about the real nitty-gritty behind-the-scenes stuff uh, versus just the books that are out there, which are good and motivational and, and like the personal success and uh, self-development stuff that's out there is really good, but there's not a lot of stuff out there in terms of books that goes into the stuff that you actually need to know on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis to, uh, it's, to run it's, it's doing It's doing the hard things. It's There's no easy button on any of it. Um, there's attitude, and uh, I think attitude is what makes it easy when you like what you're doing, when you see it working, when you're seeing success of the agents. That's That's awesome. That's what makes it, quote, easy to do every day. Um, but you just have to work hard. Like with, like I said, with the VAs, I know a lot of people said we couldn't do it. We wouldn't have success with them. But especially as our initial call for all 1,600 leads every month, but 
sitting and working and training and coaching was really hard and it worked and it paid off. And I see their happy smiling faces via Skype all the time. And, <laughs> and it's awesome. It makes it totally worth it. So it's, it wasn't easy, but it, it, it felt good to do. So um, that's I funny. I was thinking about that the other day, just about how everybody, no matter what kind of stage or role they're in, whatever business they're in, they always look at some other business or some other aspect of the business, like getting into coaching or consulting and getting out of the day to day, or if I can just exit this, or if I can just get this off my plate. Uh, it's very much the grass is greener on the other side. And talking as I do to people like in different industries that are all building like different types of businesses and all this stuff, you realize that nobody has the easy button. They're, they're just, it doesn't <laughs> exist. So you better love what you do every day. Absolutely. That's it. It's all about attitude. <laughs> Love it. All right. So remind everybody, I know you guys are all across Hawaii, but uh, sure. so what's the best place, uh, what's the best way for people to send referrals to you if they know of anybody that is looking to buy or sell in Hawaii? Absolutely. Well, like I said, our team is across all the islands. So if you know anyone on a, um, if you know anyone coming here, I can get them into the right hands. Um, most of the islands are geographical as well. So uh, even if you know somebody's going to the big island, they might be on one side or another. So contacting me, Kristen, at ElitePacific.com, 808-208-2755. I will know the perfect person to help them with their search. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So single point of contact and then just a little bit of information from them and you can get them into the hands of the right person. Absolutely. Awesome. Love it. All right. Well, let's, uh, we'll wrap this one up. So I just wanted to thank you, Kristen, for being here and sharing. That was really, really good. Uh, so if anybody has that same, uh, that same issue, uh, especially if you're looking at turning like a community team or a scatter team of people that just receive leads from you and actually building a cohesive, uh, real company team, uh, Kristen is a great example of how that's done. So make sure to go back and listen to the interview and pull out all the tidbits. And then I'm sure Kristen, you, you know, you're willing to mastermind and network with Absolutely. people if they have specific I, questions for you. So yeah, I'd love to hear what other people are doing as well. I Like I said, it's been a year. We don't have the perfect solution. We're working hard. Everyone's happy. Um, but we always know that we can grow and get better. And, and you can do that by hearing and listening to what other people are doing as well. So if anyone has an interest to hop on the phone or, or connect um, because you're doing something similar, I'd love to do that. That's right. Very cool. Couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, and then just remember for all of you guys that are listening, go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. You can find out more about how to partner with us if you'd like to help uh, actually get involved in building your team and having us help you uh, really in the trenches get that rolling. Or if you just want to come and see our systems in person, uh, get access, lifetime access to the Google Drive and all the stuff that we have for building your team, you can go to the website and learn about the team building workshop there and all the other stuff that we do. So until the next time around, Kristen, thank you so much. And everybody else, We'll talk to you next time.